Hello, and welcome back to Hold On, I'm Talking Brother. My name is Joe Greenwood, and you are listening to our preview of Bellator something or other, headlined by Fedor Emelianenko versus Ryan Bader for the heavyweight title, and the return of mine and Tom's eternal boy, Sergei Spivak, in a main event against Derek Lewis. Tom, we were talking before recording about how excited we are to talk about these cards. They are so whack. It is unbelievable. And and yet I can't I can't help but see somewhat enticed that I'm gonna see some terrible yet fun slop on these cards. Yeah, Joe. I mean we have to wade through the the mire. We have to trudge through the trenches to to come over the hill and uh what's the, and reach uh, the peaks. What's the uh the swampland in Lord of the Rings before they get to Mordor? Yeah, well, they've got all like the dead skeletons. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Icky. Yeah, that's Dungeon. I can see Spivak in that swamp right now. <laughs> I can see him lurking about. He fits right in with the theme of, of Lord of the Rings. I mean, this is what it is. But, you know, we've got so much to talk about with the potential matchups, the big stuff going on in the UFC, the mm. looming fight between Makachev and Volkanovsky. Yeah. Um, Leon Edwards, Usman, and so much more that. Uh, it's going to be a fun fun pod, guys. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into it. All right, cool. Now, let's start with Bellator. It's the only thing we can start with. Bellator 290 with a headline main event of Ryan Bader versus Fedor Emelianenko 2 for the heavyweight title. Two significant things about this. First time that Bellator are going to be on CBS, huge channel for them. We're looking at potentially millions of viewers for this card if we're going to look at the past strike force and bellator events that were on a on cbs um but let's talk about the main story here which is this is fedor's retirement fight uh he has alleged that this is retirement fight he's 46 years old tom 46 and win or lose his place in MMA history is sort of set in stone. And Tom, tell me, for you, what is his place within the law of MMA? Well, he's a part mythical fighter, and that is because of the timing of his of his big run. Um, before MMA broke into the real mainstream. Fedor was just about the only name that people could recall. And yet they had never really seen him fight and they didn't know much about him. Mm. Um, not the most physically imposing of, of men, Fedor. Um, of the kind of Hold Daniel Cormier. What, what pronunciation? Are we going Fedor? Are we doing whatever you just said was? Or are we doing Fyodor, which is the correct way, isn't it? We're going. We're going. We're going. Fedor. Joe. Right, we're going so that's what. It, that's what he's. Come on. That's what he's known with. Yeah. Uh, throughout the world, Fyodor is the Russian yeah. version. Like you can tell, listeners, that Joe has got a lot to say about Fedor. <laughs> he's dying for me to get off the mic. No, no, no. I keep going. To, I have to set the scene, Joe. I have to set the scene. Now, obviously, his big moments they came in in Pride. Yeah. Uh, he had one of the longest unbeaten streaks in the sport's history. That was at heavyweight. Mm. Um, where any shot can can put you away, everyone carries a threat, and you know, so he has to be recognised, of course, for that. However, for me, uh, the timing of his big run mm. before we had, you know, uh, 
kind of unified division in which the best fought the best mm. before the uh, common rules were in place that we see now in MMA puts him into this kind of yeah mythical status rather than uh, a real great that I personally live through. Okay, you know, more like a more more in, just it just coming out of the kind of freak show days of the UFC and of course he never made it to the UFC no. which is another part of it yeah I think it was it was like what we, when we saw Shogun retire uh, last week and it's like they're talking about how great Shogun was and, whatnot and how great it's just like his Shogun's great run was 2005 2006 like and he was still fighting as of a couple weeks ago but I feel like there's something kind of poetic in a way that Fedor, you know, the greatest fighter of pride is the last one to go. You know, he's the last one to go and he's still fighting for a title, like a major title in a major promotion against a guy who has defeated him. Um, it's, I don't know, there's there's something about that where it's like, it's the final, like, capper on that promotion. I mean, you know, it's long been dead. Although pride never die, as uh, as the saying goes. But, you know, I think for me, Fedor was this thing that, again, like you, it was something that I had to go back to. Because when I started watching, it was about 05, 06. First laptop, first internet connection. As I've said before, pornography and fighting, first things you go for. And this was, I think, you know, I went back and it was... It was kind of like a real sort of revelation for me to see Pride. I've talked about this before on the pod, but I remember watching Pride as a teenager and just like it struck something in me that the UFC has never done, which is actual fear. Like it was, you know, the fact that you've got these kind of blank Eastern European roided up men going in there and fighting in a cage in Japan, and it has this Japanese presentation. It was so foreign, and they were so fearsome to me that it actually, like, struck fear. Like, Fedor's walkout would, would actually unnerve me. And then you hear all the stories that he's actually a really nice guy, and it's like, how can this possibly be um, over time? And it, that was my initial sort of feeling of him. Then, obviously, when he comes to the U.S. with Strike Force, doesn't join the UFC, beats Brett Rogers with a thunderous right hand to knock him out, and then loses three fights in a row, where people are like, oh, this guy's washed, lost to Verdun, Bigfoot, Silver, and Dan Henderson. But since those three losses, ten wins, two losses, that's pretty good for a man Hold over on. 40. Hold on, Joe. Hold on. on. You cannot be holding up Fedor's record in recent years as uh, is as in any way legitimate we're talking about a man who fought quinton rampage jackson in 2019 have you seen a photo yeah of quinton rampage jackson i watched jackson that fight he left the- oh lord it was terrible filth chel son absolute filth. frank Mir. yeah the but- guys you thought you know were long gone yeah you were worried that you know, what they got into post-UFC. But they is, were fighting in Bellator, Joe. But wasn't this... Hold on. Wasn't that the right guy for him to be fighting? Is Absolutely. Frank Mir? Yeah, so 100%, they... 100% in this kind of legends division. Yeah. Like the UFC had for for guys like Lyoto, and they also had for uh, also TRT Belfort yeah. uh, after he lost the TRT element. And uh, 
we lamented it when we saw those fights, but we acknowledged that, you know, these guys were great. So they deserved their send-off. And then they kept fighting Joe. They yeah. went over to Bellator, and this is who they were matched up with. Um, that's fine. That's okay. If there's a market for that, that's great. But fighting for a belt in what you say is a major division, come on, Joe, That's that can't be justified. Um, No. No, brings but, the sport for me a little bit into disrepute. Oh, right, but Bellator I don't. Th- I disagree though, because he has he has got two wins. He did beat Tim Johnson. So yeah. with a win over Bader here, could, could you see him coming coming over to the UFC for one last kind of like what Fedor pop at it? Fedor? No, absolutely not. He'll never come over to the UFC or anything like that. I mean, that's that boat long sailed, and that was around about the time. No, but you wouldn't want to see it. Is what I'm saying. No, no, he's, of course he's, not. He's, on on a, on a sporting level now, Fedor is not. Yeah, but I think that's why something like Ryan Bader is, you know, a good matchup, or at least a fair matchup. It's a guy who who's beaten him. It's a guy who, you know, no offense to Bader, is not at the top of the heavyweight pile. Like if he was in the UFC, he would not be a top heavyweight, right? Would he be ranked? Yeah, I think he would be ranked, and I think he'd be ranked at light heavy as well if he wanted to continue making that cut. You know, and I actually think Bader would probably do quite well at light heavyweight. I mean, he is very boxy, and, you know, I think he would gas quite quickly. But still, nonetheless, he is the Bellator heavyweight champion. And I don't know, I just think this is this is a great send-off if he wins, and he goes off and he actually does retire with a record of 41-6 and six if he wins. That's incredibly impressive. I do also think it would be kind of mad if he did retire, considering that there is a matchup with Anderson Silva that I would... I'm sorry, Tom, I would love to see. It would be disgusting, and I would love every second of it. Can you? Are you going to kink shame me? Please don't. Uh, no, you get enough of that from, from Kirsten, I'm, I'm assured. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, no, Joe. Um, no, I'm not going to I'm not gonna kink shame you. Look, of course, he had his place in the sport. I think that place should be probably in, in the rearview mirror now. And yeah, if he can win this fight, that would be a great way to go out. Do you not have any sort of fondness for him or for pride or anything like that? Um, I mean, this is kind of your mentality. You're kind of a look forward guy though, aren't you? Yeah, I'm all about, I'm all about the future, baby. Yeah. I'm all about what's around the corner. Crypto, I guess for me... You know, <laughs> weird 3D phone screens. Yeah, that sort of thing. I guess for me... Um, the sport has evolved so much since those days that pride is unrecognizable. And as you say, it was freakish in nature, almost like there were no rules. Mm. Um, like you said, they were juiced up, these fellas. Yeah. Uh, soccer kicks. Oh, and, so good. <laughs> and all sorts of crazy matchups between, you know, men weighing 300 pounds and, and, and ladies and, and just everything you can imagine. Ladies? Um, Joe, it's out there. You're talking about rising. Yeah, if it's if it's happened, it's happened in Japan, right? Yeah, and 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 pride happened largely in in Japan, of course. Know? So I try to look at the UFC and MMA as a legitimate competitive sport of the highest <laughs> order. I try to pride, uh, and, and pride I, was the pinnacle this, of that. And this comes, you know where I think we're divided in yeah. where what makes us fans of the sport. Um, you've always been more drawn to the kind of the big show, the performative aspect. And I am a hardline 
competitor, Joe. I, w- I want to see, yeah. I want the best. Yeah, and that's what you had in Pride at that time. That was the best. That was the best. Like, there's no, you know, Fedor versus Krokop is the best fight of that decade. But Joe, hold on. Look, we don't have this in like uh, in motorsport, for example. You don't. You don't say, well, you know. Um, let's say Ed Senna defeating whoever. Well, I didn't want to pick out Ed Senna because he's no longer with us, unfortunately. But I was looking for a <laughs> Nigel Mansell. All right. right. In his heyday, he was one of the faster men. He had one of the better cars as well. Um, but that's another another discussion. You don't say, oh, should we get should we get Nigel Mansell back for one more season? <laughs> not going <laughs> to lie, I would watch that. that. I'm not fun? a Formula One guy. <laughs> uh, now, Nigel Mansell competing in some legends decision, uh, division with other yeah. with other veteran racers, fine. But it's not. he's not at the top of the sport anymore. Right. And, and that's where my main eyes are drawn. I really want to see... The promotional malpractice, basically, of it all. Yeah, that was that's a little bit troubling for me. We're going to get on to talking about some promotional malpractice in today's era mm. uh, later on when we finish talking about the UFC fight night card that's ahead of us, Joe. Why don't we start with that one now? Spivak uh, versus Derek Lewis. Oh hell yeah! Talking now, about the pinnacle of competition. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like the Spiv is back. We love Spivak. We love the trips. Inside, outside trips, the overhooks, you know, to get to that position. And he's facing Derek Lewis, a man who has shown complete disregard for takedowns. Um, except now he is unable to take a shot, it seems like, from big time heavyweights. I mean, admittedly, Sergei Pavlovich and Taitu Ivasa do hit different to a lot of heavyweights, whereas Spivak is more grind you down and just absolutely smash you into the ground. And and one slight question: He did he did take some shots from Ty. He 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 took some big shots. Oh, Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, the Pavlovich one was mad as well, wasn't it? Just the flurry that comes from Pavlovich. I know that at the time you were slightly against it, but you know I thought it was a fair finish in the end. Um, have you seen Derek Lewis this week, by the way? Yeah, uh, yeah, I have. And for those of you who haven't, get on the internet and have a little look. Uh, unrecognizable. Yeah, very uh, slim down. Two hundred five, um, Derek Lewis. Do we know much more about this, Joe? Because I'm worried. Oh, really? What, what do you mean? Like it's like a health issue? Yeah. Well, we know he had to pull out last time when this matchup was made, mm. and we know it was a chronic health issue that came up at the last moment. Mm. Um, there have been all sorts of concerns for Derek and his, and his back and, and various injuries through the years. Mm. Uh, this man has had a troubled troubled life, a hard life. Mm-hmm. And when I see such a radical change at this stage of his career, mm. yeah, it makes me concerned. Okay, fair enough. I th- I know that he changed camps, that he's no longer with his long-time coach, uh, which I believe was Bob Cook. Uh, you would recognize him as the bald guy with the mustache. Um, has uh, corners quite a few guys. You'll see him fairly regularly uh, out and about uh, in the corners. And then... Um, and he left him for another team in Texas. And when Lewis was asked about it, he was just like, I just need to change it up. Um, Realised that things weren't going well for him. I think after that Garn fight in particular, that was a really big turning point for him. And uh, this is kind of like end of the line territory for Derek Lewis, isn't it? If he just gets smashed and finished here. Like he's not, we need a main event. Let's go, let's go back to Derek Lewis to save us sort of thing. This is kind of like... Derek, mate, we're going to need you to do the J-O-B and uh, face this young upstart. 
who's uh, going to smash you. You're right with that. Yeah, boss, definitely. I'll see you there in two weeks. You know, it's we're getting to that stage with Derek Lewis. But slim down. Could this be a new sign of focus? And could this be? Could this unleash something into him, like a new level of athleticism that we haven't seen before? Because he's quite the explosive athlete. A hundred percent, Joe. Oh. And uh, I don't think anybody was thinking that Derek. He's not known for uh, his cardio. I've not thought to myself, wow, that man could put on a bit more weight and carry more power. Mm. Uh, not lacking in that department. So, yeah, I mean, if if it's a genuine cut, he's cut down to this kind of weight, I'd be very interested to see how he performs. I really hope that uh, that is the case because mm. I, think, I think Derek's got more to give. Now, you're not alone in thinking maybe this could be the end of the line for Derek. Cormier's been out on record this week saying that even with a win over... Uh, Sergei Spivak Derek Lewis is done as a competitor at the top of the division mm. I think that's a little bit too hasty for me I really, really do yeah, it wasn't it was just December of last year he was putting away Chris Dorcas who would earn all the plaudits for his fast hands mm. he'd been running through people and knocking them out Derek smashed him absolutely smashed him the last win before that Joe Curtis Blades yeah right. okay. now now, yeah, but the win yourself. over Curtis Blades, though, he was he was losing that fight until he won it, obviously, as is the Derek Lewis way. But I don't know, man. Like, I just think this is like a win over Chris Dorcas. I mean, that's not that impressive now. Like, not I'm so- anymore. Not anymore. But at the time, I think Derek might have gone into that favorite as an underdog. Maybe, maybe. But again, though, it's it's still like. I just don't think we've seen that much to really think these guys... I mean, because, like, the Tui Vasa one, he got his best shots off against Tui Vasa when he took him down, which is something that we weren't expecting. He's not going to do that against Spivak. Like, he's not going to take Spivak down. No. And if Spivak has any modicum of fight IQ, it would be follow what Blades and Garn did on the feet of just picking him off at range, just pick at him. Like, that's what you need to do against Derek Lewis. Pick at him and then explode through with, like, your fourth or fifth shot. Like, don't, like, let Lewis set. Don't let him get you pushed back up against the cage. If Derek Lewis is throwing that switch kick to get you to move back, start circling, bro. Like, get out of there. Get out of there. Or go for a takedown. Get something to go get him moving back. Because if you can just make him move back, I just really don't think there's that much of a threat for Lewis. Um, all his, his sort of iconic knockouts come from moving forward, so... You know who you sound like, Joe? You know what your behaviour reminds me of? Yeah. Alexander Volkov in the third round. <laughs> All right, you think it's wrapped up. You think you know I didn't say it's doing. wrapped up. I you think, think you know what to do, and then you get gadooshed. Yeah, and he, now, didn't, he didn't do that... what I said. <laughs> no, he, he didn't. He didn't, absolutely. And, and yeah, of course, there is a roadmap out there to beating Derek. Uh, many, many men have failed to follow that mm. roadmap. Much can be said about uh, Derek's lack of all-round game and, and, well, lack of technique, let's be honest, yeah. uh, uh, in many facets of the sport. Yeah. And yet here we are. We're talking about him headlining another main event. Uh, would you bet substantial money on Spivak coming through this unscathed? How much is, is substantial? Well, I... Uh, well, do we want to go over our finances we were just talking about before? I, no, I think that's not going to be no. necessary. Sponsors, we're still uh, interested, by the way, <laughs> if, if you do want to reach out yeah, to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take your, your money and put it on Spivak. Of course, so, uh, if I had... Joe, yeah, I'm picking, I'm picking Spivak, but I'm just saying, you don't think Derek I'm picking, Lewis can knock him out? 
Of course he can knock it over, knock him over, but I just I don't think he will. I think this it feels a bit desperate this weight loss thing, and I just think it's a couple shots too late for him. Like I don't think he's got he's he's got so much weight. Are you and telling me he's declined? Yes, he's declined. The bad back, the bad knees that have come, the surgeries he's had. Ah, that's all part of the show, mate. That's all part of the game. Like, Derek Lewis has been written off before. He, he walked away from the UFC, you might recall. Uh, but then he just kept knocking people out. And they're like, all right, well, we'll have to keep giving him more fights. And then he did that all the way up to getting a title fight. He's not He's not facing there. He's not facing. He's not beating Spivak. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about the rest of this card, if we must. It's... Uh, well, it's dreadful. Uh, let's let's just get that out of the way. Darton Jun in a co-man against Devin Clark. I mean, holy jabroni. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. I mean, Darton Jun, his last fight, uh, it was a loss to Dustin Jacoby. It was 4-0 and going into that, and it was a bit like, oh, this Jacoby could be in a bit of trouble here. And then uh, proceeded to get knocked out by Jacoby. Um you know, decent win over Devin Clark, get Dong Jung back moving again, but he's just not that. He just doesn't have that sort of dynamism, does he, to to really get going. Well, Jacoby's Jacoby's good. He is good. He's good. Despite he's, that uh, loss a... to um Roundtree in his last fight, you know, he's Yeah. A split decision. Split decision, not, yeah. Not, not sure about that one. I mean, uh Jacoby, for me he's a top top fifteen light heavyweight. And a test. I wouldn't hold it against Dao Jung. You know mm. that is his first loss since since in the big time. Mm-hmm. However, if you lose to Devin Clark, <laughs> oh my word! I'm not. I'm not. I will speak no more of your name because Devin Clark is a certified jabroni. So. <laughs> what I'll is? Say no more. What is? Highlight Devin Clark's record in the UFC. Tom, get, give me the numbers for his record. He's thirteen and seven. But what's his record and- in the UFC? Oh, in the UFC? Okay, so... Just take he... a guess. Oh, I see. Uh, four and five. He's seven and seven. Mm. And look, listen to this. Lost to uh, Azamat Muzakhanov, beat William Knight, lost to Ion Kusalaba, lost to Anthony Smith. Wait, hold on. You said enough. Yeah. That third name you mentioned, you lost to Ion Kusalaba. <laughs> if I remember correctly, he got wrestled by Kusalaba. Yeah, he did. And I was like, uh, yeah... I mean, it was the... He's famous, of course, for his father shouting in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, that's my boy. Let's keep going. While well, his son's getting do you remember, brutalized. Yeah, do you remember his uh, fight against Menafield? Where it was just... They just were, like, swanging and banging at each other. Um, you know, moderately hilarious fight. But I feel like these guys could have probably fought each other about ten times and I wouldn't know. Like, do you know what I mean? He's lost to Ryan Spann. You know, this is this is not good. It's not not a good run. But... Cheers, mate. Cheers, Devin. I'm sure you'd beat the crap out of me. Uh, should we talk about um, what's his name? Doohoo Choi, uh, sure. Korean Superboy um, has lost his last three in a row. Cub Swanson was uh, the famous one in 2016. Did his military service, came back, lost to Jeremy Stevens, lost to Charles Jourdain. So good guys that he's losing to, but oh, it feels like his best years are somewhat behind him. Even at the age of 31, it's taken. Hellacious damage in a yeah, well, it, unforgiving division. The Super Boy. Uh, yeah. That was back in 2016. Yeah. Reasonable moniker then. Seven years ago, Joe, it looks a bit different on the other side of 30, as we as we well know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, tw- 
December 2019 was the last time we saw Duho Choi. Mm. You got to worry. You got to worry for him. They were three fight of the nights, uh, and his previous fights in the UFC were performance of the nights. Yeah. So you know the man. The man puts on a show. Uh, we can say that. His matchup here, Carl Nelson. What do you make of him? He, Carl Nelson, is a man who. <laughs> Joe, don't give me this. This man is a five-fight UFC veteran. He's fought Diego Ferreira. Yeah. He's fought Billy Quarantillo. He's fought the, the black country banger himself, yeah. Jai Herbert. Yeah. He's one and four in the UFC. I, I, I don't know what he's here for. Can I can I just read you this? This is the strikes lo- uh, landed and absorbed per minute for both of these fighters. Strikes landed per minute, 5.32 for, for Choi. Uh, 3.34 for Nelson. Absorbed. Choi, 6.38. So that's a negative differential. Nelson, 5.39. A near two strikes per minute under what he throws. This is just going to be absolutely disgusting. <laughs> like, really, it is going to be an absolutely disgusting fight. And if you remember that that uh, Jai Herbert fight, he just got out-wrestled and clinched by Herbert. It's not like he took a load of damage. You're getting out-wrestled by Jai Herbert. Like, I love Jai Herbert, but my words, like, get it together, mate. Uh... <laughs> yeah. By the way, Jai Herbert, he's got a fight book for the Edwards Usman 3 card. Ludovic Klein. Remember Ludovic Ooh. Klein? Yeah, mate. I, I like a bit of Ludovic Klein. Yeah, he's actually. pretty good. He's that's, pretty that's, good. Sounds, sounds like a good matchup to me. Yeah, agreed. Uh, sunny uplands, but we've got to get through the swamp first, Joe. <laughs> What else have you got for us? Nothing. Uh, you got the finals of the of the road to the UFC cards or fights that no one has watched or cared about. Even Grabaka Hitman on Twitter, I don't think, has even watched this nonsense. So, jeez I mean, Louise, it's bad. The, the UFC website, the official promoter for these fighters. Yeah. Uh, I, Joe mentioned to me that it was the finale of the road to the UFC tonight and I said what yeah and uh, I went onto the UFC to try to find out more look on the on main event card here looking down the prelims Joe I always see these black black shadows <laughs> <laughs> because the UFC hasn't even bothered to upload their photos no. onto their website no so uh, I'm not having it I'm not I can't I can't give you any hope they're not listing odds for some of these fights there aren't reputable bookmakers out there who know who these fighters are Nobody knows. If you have any information about these guys, get on it. Get on. Yeah. The, get get some gambling done. Because I mean, honestly, I don't think you'll find someone to take your bets, Joe. Because you need proof. Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> you need to have proof they exist. Like, do, do you, let me say. I mean, have a little look, listeners, at the UFC, the main website, at the event page for this fight. You're talking about Anshul Jubli fighting out of India. No idea. He's got the frame of a black man. I can say that. Uh, <laughs> And he's very broad. He's well built. He looks right. like a West West African uh, descent. Okay, uh, but that's all I can make out. And then I see Yija. He's got the same build. He's from China. <laughs> and then, uh, Nakamura from Japan. Are you seeing this now, Joe? Yeah, I am seeing this. It is. Who is that guy? Do you know who that? I think I know who that is. I think that's is that Robbie Lawler. He they use Robbie <laughs> yeah. Lawler for the for the outlines of guys, don't they? Robbie Lawler is also uh, of, yeah. I mean, he could he, he could fit many profiles. Robbie Lawler, yeah. I'm quite sure. I mean, uh, I, I feel bad for the uh, 
Sung-Guk Choi fly, fighting in the flyweight fight if Hyung Sung Park is built like Robbie Lawler because <laughs> that would be a brutal, brutal mismatch. Yeah, I mean, this is dreadful, isn't it? I think we've got that point across the listeners. Marcin Tybura uh, versus Blagoy oh, Ivanov? Oh I was wondering God. if you were going to sink to mentioning uh, that Tybura does, versus Ivanov. I mean, it, that it doesn't is even the, have odds either. No, it is the only other fight, you know, with two ranked fighters. Of course, that is at heavyweight, so we know that doesn't count for much. Are you excited to see Ivanov? No, no I didn't even have to, have you to ask to, to finish that question. No. no. Let's move no. on. Should we talk about the news? Please. Big fight set up. I'm going to go to the biggest one. Uh, Tom, I know Ooh. you can't wait to talk about it. That's right. Arnold Allen versus Max Holloway set for a fight night main event. Rule Britannia set for May, not at the apex. Apparently this is going to be in front of a crowd. Max Holloway returns and against Arnold Allen. This is tremendous. If Arnold Allen wins this, title shot, no doubt about it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is an if. Uh, Now, of course, part of me, a bit worried. Uh, I do love Max Blurst. Mm. And it was a tough loss he took last time out against Volkanovski. A crushing loss. Yeah. Not easy to come back from. And the man least you want want to fight in the division right now Mm. is Arnold Allen. And Mm. he's taking that fight. So... Huge props to Max. Uh, Wait, hold on. Joe, am, am I, are you I joining leaders? me? Are you joining me on the Arnold Allen for the title train? I'm just... Uh, no. No, because you're telling me he's going to beat Volkanovski as well. No. Uh, I I respect Volkanovski too much. I need to see evidence otherwise to dissuade me of that notion. No, it's more concern for Max. I mean, just... Like, come on, give, give the man a tune-up fight. Give him give, give him something. Mm, Giga Chichate or something. Absolutely, that's what mm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking we already saw him put that whooping on Cater. I wouldn't subject Cater to that again, no. but you know, I, it could be uh, Josh Emmett. It well, Emmett's be... got the title fight with Rodriguez, isn't he? Is that booked? Is Interim that... title fight, co-main of Volkanovski versus Makachev. Oh, it's a hundred percent. That's hundred percent. Oh, well, oh. By the okay. way, I don't know if you realise, but Volkanovski versus Makachev is happening in two weeks. Well, I don't really realise, Joe, because uh, Makachev, he's been out saying, like, where's the promo? Yeah. And I'm thinking the same thing. We've got an amazing, amazing matchup. <sighs> pound for pound one versus pound, pound for pound two. Pound for pound number one is moving up a division to face a guy who is bigger than him, and quite significantly so. Like, what, what are we doing here? This is, like, the easiest fight in the world to sell. Mm. It's the easiest fight in the world to sell. And he's doing it in his home country. Yeah, we know we know. Volk loves Australia. He lets us know regularly. He loves Australia. You're going to have an Australian crowd for the first time since 2019? They're going to be ravenous. And there's no promo. No promo whatsoever. What's going on, Joe? I mean, the UFC does seem to be dropping the ball. Uh, at the start of 2023, we've lost... Francis Ngannou mm. power slap we've got power slap <laughs> now I think my views are well on the record here Joe but power slap it's uh, it's an abomination now, I hope you've cut that out cut that dirty behaviour out gone back to your weird internet porn and stopped watching <laughs> stop watching Ultimate Slap or whatever it's called that I mean it's horrendous Joe there's a there's a Guardian article 
about Power Slap with the the headline, "Is this the most stomach churning reality TV show ever?" Um, it it is uh, uh, named as a quote sport. Um, it's not a sport, as you said last week. It is horrendous. Um, it just—it's so damaging for the UFC brand, and it's damaging for me as a fan. Uh, when I talk about the UFC, yeah. I cannot look you in the face and tell you that the UFC is a real sport when it's being co-promoted alongside people trading CTE for a thousand dollars a showing. It's—it's—it's it's, it's shocking, Joe. It yeah. really, really disappointed me. It's so far, like it's so far out of the times. Yeah, it shows so little awareness. And you're going to tell me that you you care about the fighters? I did look, Joe. After you told me you watched it, I went back, and you know, I bit my bit down on my mouth guard. Yeah, and I watched some power slap. Right. And the most stomach turning thing for me was the f- absolute nonsense. Of having Jason Herzog there. Yes. Who, by the way, shame on you. Yeah. Shame on you, Jason Herzog. Um, and <laughs> telling me about fighter safety. And you can't... You know, it, People who, like, who club with the fist yeah. are, are are doing it recklessly. Whereas an open-handed <laughs> slap is, is fine. I mean, yeah, it just... Yeah. I mean, really, I'm, I'm speechless. It's yeah. shocking. It's a parody of of the UFC and of fight fans that that we would enjoy that. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just it's tasteless in it as well. Like it's just really tasteless. Can we? Okay, we'll talk about a couple more matchup things, and then there's also the other really big disgusting news that I just remembered. Well, should we just I do it now? Yeah, I think we should round off on on how the UFC is dropping the ball. Are we talking about the latest new sponsor? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to bring this up because um, it's gross? It's gross, Tom. Well, Joe, no, I mean, break the news. So the UFC have an official energy drink sponsor, and that energy drink is the Logan Paul and KSI energy drink called Prime. Deary me. Um, and basically now they've changed it so that that is a sponsor and you'll hear it quite regularly on the broadcast now. From John Anik. From John Anik. From Bruce Buffer, I think, as well. Because it's not... They've changed Shame. the name of it. It's not Red Corner, Blue Corner now. It's Prime Rehydration Zone. That's what, that's what it's going to be called. And it's like... I'm going to ask this to you, Tom. Is this the first sign that the UFC is dying? Yeah, you kind of stumped me there. Yeah. I mean, once you start to add these missteps together, you you do wonder uh, what is what is going on there. Um, yeah, I it's mean, weird, isn't it? It just steeps lower and lower. I guess it's a comment more on how little respect they do have for for us as fans because mm. you know we put up with a lot of nonsense yeah a lot of nonsense and we've kept putting up with it devon clark right. co-main event <laughs> chief among my complaints <laughs> Joe. chief among my complaints is, is this nonsense we're being subjected to on saturday no but of course we're also talking about the constant intrusion of of um sponsors mm. and the um like the when they're 
blur, blur, like blacking out any other sponsor, mm. any other reference to other clothing brands. Yeah. John Anik, every two minutes referencing some Harley Davidson checkpoint. <laughs> absolute nonsense some absolutely garbage films tried and tested by the way if you want to know what not to watch if you hear it mentioned (laughs) in the UFC at some point it's Mm. going to be garbage and it's going to go straight to DVD no cinematic release no Um, we've been putting up with this Joe for a long time and I really just think they're testing testing how much more they can get away with I mean maybe it's the case I mean do you think maybe they're just trying to milk this because maybe they see that there's a swerve coming that's a bit negative? Or maybe this is Dana's continuing desire to want to be relevant? And that I, maybe... I think... Yeah, go on. Well, I think this particular move is trying to capitalise on uh, Logan Paul as yeah. an influencer, reaching very young mm. people. Yeah. Um, future fans of the sport yeah and locking locking them in early and I, I think this probably has some business rationale to it yeah but the reality that we as fans mature fans are subjected to is fighting out yeah. of the blue prime yeah. hydration recovery zone yeah Sergei Spivak <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean what is happening yeah where is Francis Ngannou Joe well, yeah. I'm happy yeah, it really, really is like it's like we're just getting our faces rubbed in it now. Like they really don't care about the fans. You know, the matchmaking's one thing, but stuff like this almost is like worse. Like it's worse. It's just like we're going to make the presentation so unwatchable that you're like not going to be able to watch it. Like you, Tom, when you watch a pay per view, you watch everything. You watch the promo. You watch the everything. Me, on the other hand. Depending on what sort of mood I'm in, and some mostly I'm in a bad mood when I'm watching these. I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what Tom does. I'm gonna like watch a bit of promo. And then I'm like, oh my god, John Anik, I shout out to you, brother, but I can't I can't watch you debase yourself like this. Um I don't know, man. Like it's it's just it feels like this is this can't last for much longer. And I wonder, is the tipping point actually gonna be and I don't know if you saw this rumour. But you mentioned those young fans, Logan Paul fighting in the UFC against Paddy Pimlet, like as was talked about, and it's like, what? You do you, you you know I that even, I can't even picture that. Surely they're three weight classes apart. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I guess Paddy wouldn't cut that much or just get I, in somewhat. I shape. think uh, Joe. I think yeah, the culmination is some collaboration with. With celebrity boxing in in the MMA in MMA with some light touch, yeah, I think Dana probably wants a bit of that action as much as he hates to acknowledge mm. what Jake Paul's doing. I mean, they are kind of they are what's the word disrupting? They are yeah. disrupting the sport, and I think Dana sees the dollar signs. Yeah, is it for the God. is it for the best though? I mean, for them, is it the best thing? Because if I think about when the sport was at its most, or has been at its most exciting, it is when you've got some just undeniable fighters at the top. You know, yeah, di- with- different different uh, martial arts disciplines, different backgrounds, different stories, strong personalities, colliding. strong personalities, and I'm not talking about just like shit talking because, like, you know, someone like Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar wasn't much of a 
trash talker, but it was him as a person which got you in there. Francis, you know, even Randy. Like, UFC don't want to acknowledge it, but Randy was a guy who saved the company, um, who continually did great things for them, and they just want to disrespect and not acknowledge him anymore. And now it's like, but, you know, we're not going to show you any footage or acknowledge Randy as one of the pioneers of this sport, but, you know, Logan Paul and KSI's energy drink, huh, guys? It's like, my God, it just, it feels like it's it's coming towards this, like, almost dystopian ending like what end is it going to have what end what are we are we going to sign up for well joe i mean for it to truly reach in the deer then we need to have an alternative mm. and that Pride, has bring not, it back <laughs> that has not been uh that has not even been a thought for i think for either of us for quite a few years now um, now, obviously, a lot of reference being made now to what's going on in the PFL. Yeah. If they sign Francis and Garnu, Joe. Oh. Well, did you see the PFL's matches that they announced uh, for uh, their first cards in April? Brendan Lufnane is back, and he's facing Marlon Marais. You've got... I know, I know, I know. Marais should not Joe, be fighting that. Say no more, say no more. Uh, you've ki- you've killed it for me already. <laughs> there is no alternative. Who's that Canadian lad who uh, fought with? I'm gonna have to Google his name. This is really bad. I'm sorry, mate. Uh, Justin Trudeau? No, not fucking. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't swear. Olivier uh, Aubin Mercier faces yeah. um, Shane Burgos in his lightweight debut. So uh, Burgos moving up to lightweight. Um, you know, there's some. There's some interesting fighters over in the PFL. You know, I'm, I'll be willing to give it more of a go now, particularly with it being on Channel 4 and them doing more cards over here in the UK. I just, yeah, I just wish that there was a more clear second promotion that was offering cards as consistently good as this, as the UFC do have. Not this one, but future cards. I don't know. Can um, I break some more news, Joe? Go on. Uh, so, a couple of things I wanted to pick up on. Mm. Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal. Yes. It's a, a co-main event of uh, the card, which is headlined by Pereja versus Izzy 2 slash 5, um, depending on if you want to include kickboxing. Yeah, it's interesting. UFC went, 287, April 8th. It's interesting that you went with um, that fight first. Is that because it's more enticing to you? Uh, I went with that fight first because I feel like that's the biggest surprise. Um, You're surprised that Masvidal took the fight? I'm surprised that Masvidal not just took it, it seemed to want it. It seemed to feel like this was a good matchup for him. Uh, I, If I'm Hoyer's man- manager, I'm, I'm dodging that. Well, he doesn't have a manager anymore, does he? I'm very happy to see it happen. Well, that could be part what of do the you problem, mean? Jorge. You, as you will Oh, what? You... <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? You're, you're saying that he should have a manager going like, "Don't take that fight, mate. Wait for yeah. blah blah." blah. Right. You're getting yes, yes, absolutely. Right. Uh, but I'm happy that he doesn't because I, I I like I like that fight, Joe. Jorge doesn't deserve to be in there with with Gilbert. This is true, mm. but it's a big fight for Gilbert. He's definitely earned that fight. Mm. He will win that fight. For me, even with Jorge and his questionable position in the division, mm. a win for Gilbert here. Mm. Especially, especially a strong win. Yeah, I, I think he's looking at a title shot. Jim. You mean like dominant, smash you in the ground win? 
Yeah. I would say so, yeah. If he finishes Masvidal... This will be a big event. Jorge yeah. will make this a big event. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's... he's you have to he, credit him for that. He will be somewhat of a draw. I mean, the UFC dropped the ball in terms of promoting the Covington fight. It, that didn't seem to sell that well. Um, but Masvidal... Off the back of Pereira Adesanya? <sighs> Sounds fun to me. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's a coming. That's a good coming. Yeah, that's the thing with Jorge, isn't it? It's just like I don't think you could plug him into a main event just yeah, I mean, Edwards says if he beats Burns he can have his title shot, which is just like Leon, mate, go make that money, good for you, but that's not competitive in the slightest. Um and actually, even if both of them lose, I feel like you should just make that fight anyway. Let's just fully cash in on Masvidal's, you know, footage, every inch of footage they have of him. Can Jorge win that fight? Against, against who? Burns? Against Burns. Burns. Uh, no, what I'm saying that even if he loses and let's say Leon loses. I, I, I hear you. I yeah. hear you but oh, just, but can you he know, beat Burns? What, what, yeah, what's your feeling on that? Is that? I mean, is there any legitimacy in the matchup? Yeah, he could beat him. I would say it would have to be exclusively on the feet. And I would say it'd have to be at range. You know, he'd have to either blitz him or he'd have to catch him with a counter of some sort. Oh, his striking is very good, and I think his grappling defense is very good as well. It's very it under. It is good. He's just met, you know, the creme de la creme. He's thirty-seven. It is good. He's yeah. thirty-seven. There's a lot of there's a lot of miles on that clock, and then the knockout by Usman. You know, if Burns smashes Masvidal, he is calling out the champ straight away. Like, and he should rightfully be the number one contender over Hamza, over Bilal. Like, no question, right? Hamza, I'm, I'm considering him a middleweight until proven otherwise. That's true. Uh, next bit of news then, Joe. Go on. I think, I think that's a bit of a positive note. Now down on to... Oh, wait, hold on. Do you not want to talk about Izzy Pereja quickly? But of course we can, yeah. I mean, I, for me, that fight was already that was already in the offer. That was yeah. booked. It should happen. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited as Nothing well. Nothing more to say. Um, I'll, be saying, I'll be saying a lot, Joe. I'm just saying that... You know, for me, I wasn't surprised when I when I saw that. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, of course. I'm going to be interested to see the changes by most by both guys. What are they going to throw that's different in this fight? What is their game plan going to be? Can't wait, can't wait for it. Yeah, you know, it's fantastic, fantastic. The fight that we deserve. Let's be honest, Pereira can't fight like that again in the second. I wonder if he leaves with that message. I really do. I wonder if he leaves with that message. Do you think that Pereira is the Kyber fighter? that goes away thinking like, oh, that was a close escape. <laughs> uh, I, got lu- I got lucky there. I think, I think he, he, he looks at that and he thinks like, oh, yeah, you know, that was that was going to happen. Yeah, so, no, I, I mean, maybe, but he knew he was that losing was just that proof. That, that he, was just proof for me that in 25 minutes, I'm going to knock Izzy out. I've done it three times. <sighs> yeah, man. Like, I, th- I, I think that would be reaffirming for Pereira. I don't think he'll leave and, and think there's things he needs to fix. I think he'll look and say, in 25 minutes, my shot will land. Right. It's, it's surprising that it took so long last time. Probably right. will be sooner next time. Fair enough. All right, and he also uh, will be thinking on the mental edge, Joe, that he, that, he, that he must have. He must have over Adesanya now. Mm. That, that will just further, oh, further cement. Imagine if he confidence. knocks him out again. Oh, oh my God, poor Izzy. I mean, the meltdown. We're at, the we're meltdown. Look, well, we're looking at what's just happened to Max Holloway. If, if he gets knocked out by uh, by Pereira again, yeah. we're looking at Holloway. And what I'm saying there is Holloway was up there being discussed in the pantheon, the great pantheon, mm. taking on all commas, like yeah. a, really a fan favorite, fantastic fighting style. 
Yeah. Big brand. And then he got crushed by Volkanovski. Yeah. And I'm not talking about Max Holds way anymore. And then, yeah. And then there's no doubt that Aldo's the greatest and that Volkanovski's chasing that now. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And yeah. then basically you would have to say Anderson. Anderson Silva. Anderson's yep. the greatest of yep. all time. And Izzy is a clear second tier along with Rob. Like that's that's it really. Which is which is mad when you look at the position that Adesanya was in before that fight. Mm. Really mad. You we're talking about, you know, that an all time great having ascended the mountain, just kind of dusting off the legacy, clearing up that one question mark on the record. Yeah. Do you know what also makes me worry for Adesanya about this? And it's a, it's a very superficial way of looking at it, but I love the superficial. He recently got a, a face tattoo. I don't know if you saw this. And it was it was written in kanji, I believe. And it was just like, it, it basically meant like, I am reborn. And I was just like, oh dear, mate. Oh dear. Like this is, that is tragic. That is absolutely tragic. You know, I don't know. Yeah, big big fight anyway, Joe. Very excited Great. about it. Uh, I was going to bring your attention to the two more things um, yeah. that I wanted to, to talk about. One was Benil Dariush. Yes. I yeah. think there's interesting discussion to be had here. We're talking about him and his place, of course, in the lightweight rankings. Mm. Just coming off a win over Gamrot, mm. a win that not many expected. Mm. A win in which Gilbert... Uh, Gilbert, sorry. Uh, Dariush... <laughs> I mean, he's kind of in the same position. He's he's the Gilbert Burns of of lightweight. Let's, yeah. let's be real. Um, so that's why that name came into my head. It's it's basically he's been out on record now saying that even after beating Charles Oliveira, yeah, he still doesn't think he'll get matched up for a title because he's worried about the timing issue. Because they're making Volkanovski versus Makachev now. Two weeks from now. Yeah. Two weeks from now, and then they're making him versus Charles in May, which then knocks him out of the timeline for a title fight. So then, who would you say gets the title fight? Is it Dustin or is it? Why isn't Gaethje and Fazeev happening as well? Oh, then? Gaethje and Fazeev in March. Yeah. So yeah. what does what happens with Fazeev? Big win over Gaethje. <sighs> you really think people are still talking about you know? Darius. Like, I think yeah. yeah I mean, no, it's, they're not. Uh, they're not. And also. Would you, Gaethje's a bigger name than anything Darius has got, so he could have that claim. But then Fazeev's a bit of a weird guy in that he'll probably call for some weird meme fight instead of like uh, an actual title shot. But yeah, that's that's a more significant win until Darius beats Oliveira, or if he beats Oliveira, I should say. Um, that's oh, a, it's a test. What? A, okay, it is a test. If gut reaction right now, Oliveira Darius made. Five rounds, co-main on a pay-per-view. Who you got? I mean, you're going to see recency bias writ, writ large, Joe, mm. in my answer here. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't I can't help but think Dariush. He looks yeah. so good. He looks so good against Gamrot. I think he can implement the same kind of game plan that Makachev did. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's scared to go into Oliveira's guard. I'm, no. In fact, I'm certain he's not. No. And he's got suffocating top pressure. Yeah. And you remember how he handled... Uh, Ferreira, Carlos yeah. Diego Ferreira, just rolled with him, rolled, dove roll. in, yeah, until he just smothered him, smothered Can, the. I also the just want to say this: that Dariush, as a jiu-jitsu competitor, has more legitimate trophies than Oliveira. Like he is Gilbert Burns level 
Jiu-Jitsu World Champion. He's got a gold medal at the Jiu-Jitsu World Championships in the Gi brown belt. Like that is incredible. And I think he was the first American in years to get that as well. Like he's about as legit as it gets in terms of on the ground. But yeah, very, very excited by that matchup. And I do have that worry then as well of like how badly is he going to get screwed over. But yeah, what was the other piece of news? Because I think I might know what it is. Have a guess. The Conor McGregor, Tony Ferguson, Ultimate Fighter nonsense. Yeah. Of course. Of course. I mean, we have to talk about it. Yeah. Um, So Joe here, I think he pretty much covered the basis there. But Tony has come out uh, in a modem, uh, a way of communicating that only he knows. (laughs) Uh, But the top top scientists out there have been on the case and they're realizing that he is suggesting that McGregor has mm. been offered to him as, as an opponent for the next season of The Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. So they would both be in there coaching and, of course, with a matchup to follow. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it on the last pod where it's like that seems to be what they're going to do in terms of Connor PR, of, like, getting him back out there. Um, But <laughs> if they do the matchup then as well and he beats Tony, he's going to get a title shot right like he's going to slip in and get a title shot right or wrong <laughs> I mean that is just absurd it's just so stupid Yeah, I, I can't even entertain that as a notion but he will you sorry you're telling a win over Tony Ferguson no but he will get that Ah, uh, at, at welterweight or surely like. that would be the final the final straw that would be Joe that's worse than power slap <laughs> That's worse than Bowers Lab. I'm sorry. You beat Tony Ferguson. Yeah. And let's be honest, Tony Ferguson, like, even older and even more washed mm. than he already was last time we saw him. Yeah. With worse highlights. No. Yeah. If, if, if they have come on, there's not, a, there's not a world that somebody with a straight face can get close to justifying that. No, I don't think so. I think it's... No, no they will. I just just no, accept sure. it. No, just accept it. It's the, it's Joe, the looming on. Death Star. No way. Yeah, I mean, it will no happen. Way. Come on, that is ridiculous. That is more ridiculous than Red Prime Hydration Zone <laughs> One. Yeah, it, it is. It is, but it's happening. You have to, Tom. Just accept that it's going to happen. Joe, I mean, you're too much of a cynic. You've been in. No, the, I'm the telling you, that's what it's going to happen. Go into the light, Joe. Go outside. I mean, have a coffee. Can I also just say as well? If Connor loses to Tony, like, oh my word. Could you imagine the le- the level of washdom on display would be... Oh, that disc- amazing, Joe. I like the sound of that. Tell me more about Just it. those clubbing shin-to-shin leg kicks. Connor can't take it. His stance is, is hobbled. Tony shoots hey, for a takedown. I can, I can, Tony shoots for a takedown? Shoots? That sounds, that sounds right, quite he, athletic. Right, he, <laughs> he suggests a takedown, you know. F- folds into a takedown. I mean, are we? I mean, I don't know. Like, could we see that? You can take. You can still kind of take punishment. It's just, I, I'll just say it right now. Connor will knock him out, like quickly. I think. Yeah, I mean, juiced Connor at one seventy. <sighs> no contest, really. You gotta, you gotta match, but yeah, yeah. And he's getting a title shot, so just brace Oof. yourself. Right. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Any other matchups that you've seen? You're good. I'm good as well. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week to 
Well, preview Volkanovski versus Makachev. Yeah, that's oh, a energy. Oh, man. I could see the oh. down look on your face when you were about to say review Spivak. Spivak <laughs> versus Derek Lewis. And then you remembered, we do have a PPV next week. Oh Let's God. go. Bro, listen to this card. Randy Brown versus Jack Della Maddalena. Jimmy Croot versus Alonzo Menafield. <laughs> Justin Taffer versus Parker Porter. Yaya Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett. And then Islam Makachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Oh my word. No what Robert Whitaker. Got some got some sleepers, got some bangers hidden hidden away on the prelims, I hope. Uh yeah, you've got what's one that's uh jumping out to me? Zuberia uh, Tukov versus uh, Elvis Brenner. Uh, Jamie Malarkey, he's back. He'll be uh, dishing out some uh, punishment. Shane Young is facing Blake Builder. You know, Blake Builder? Yeah, that's the guy's what name. A, okay. To the working man. Yeah, and there's some Australian lad who is facing an Armenian that I've never heard of, so he is in a lot of trouble. Um, <laughs> yes, indeed. Right. Well, we'll, we'll be back to preview it all. Yeah, week. absolutely. Listeners, contact us at holdonbrother69 at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. God bless. Thanks, Joe. Bye bye.